0: Good morning Wednesday February 22nd going to give out one late game for the podcast today there's only three total and I'm going to give out the last play just so there's the most opportunity for people to catch the podcast Uh, yesterday was one and one in the podcast four and two overall the other ones of course are over at uh, score projections at patreon so again we have three picks total today and we'll do the last one, which happened to be hockey. We have a play, just if you're interested, Providence and Connecticut and Vandy and LSU. Those have, We have picks on the sides, the winners on the side against the spread on both of those. Now, for hockey, we've got the must-win category, Calgary, visiting the Arizona Coyotes at home really don't have to do anything other than if they're smart they might try to tank for the counter Bedard sweepstakes I don't think they're going to get there this is a team Arizona you know and listen we, we we should be playing to win right that's that's how the sport should be played that's not realistically how it always gets done but what we have here is an Arizona team that's actually fairly solid at home they really, I mean they played a lot of road games versus home games because they had a, the uh, home ice situation with arena construction and whatnot to do with. So they're on the road for a long time to start the season, but they're 13 and 10 at home. It's actually 13, 8 and 2, so 13 and 10 at home. Calgary is 11, 9, 7 and two on the road. so they're 11 and 18 on the road. Now, of course, that factors in all opponents. We have to realize that Calgary is actually a middling to slightly good team, and Arizona is a trash team. But the bottom line is they're not losing many games at home. As a matter of fact, they're they're playing competitive hockey. They've had six of their last ten games go to overtime or shootout. First of all, they've won five of the last 10 games, regardless of home and away. They've won five of their last 10 games. That's a definition of a middling team. Six of those went to overtime, and two of those additionally went all the way into the shootout mode, past overtime. This team is playing it close. They've got uh, seven out of ten. Yeah, just double-check that again. Yeah, seven out of ten are one-goal games. And so 3 out of 10 or more. They, they uh, lost 5-2, to two, and that was at home to a team that's really worse than they are, Anaheim. So I guess they didn't get prepared for that one. They beat St. Louis 5 to nothing, and that was at home. That was the very next game they played. So they came back quite nicely from that one. And then they beat uh, Nashville on the road 4-2. to two. So out of the uh, 3 out of 10 games that weren't a one-run game, they won two of those. So you might know where I'm going with this. I will say that I look very strongly at Arizona on the, and I'll get to in a bit about why not Calgary. Actually, let's do the why not Calgary right now. Because most of all, they, they're unreliable. I, people that have followed me on Patreon, or I maybe had some on, I actually did have some on the podcast. I needed them in a parlay, for example. I don't do a lot of parlays. If I do, well, actually I do same-game parlays frequently in hockey. I don't do multi-leg traditional parlays. For example, Calgary to win and Dallas to win. There's a lot of people playing that today. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. But that is a traditional parlay that I'm talking about. I don't play a lot of those. But I did. I needed Calgary to win, and that was, in my mind, a slam dunk in that position. Again, there's no locks, right? There's no slam dunks, but you know what I mean. Figuratively, figuratively figure of speech... Calgary, they didn't, no, no. And then when you want to bet against them, they win. That's the team that they are this year. So um, be aware of Calgary is what I'm saying there. They do have a decent goalie. Uh, Markstrom, I wouldn't call him great this season. History-wise, he's pretty good. He's 15, 4, 5, and 2. So 15 and 21 in the season. The team is 26 and 31. So that's no great shakes there. Got 2.93 goals against average. Save percentage is what we want to look at at 0.889. Once you're getting under 0.9, you have to consider yourself at risk of losing any game that you play. Vemelka for Arizona, 3.31 goals against average, but that has a lot to do with the team he's been on and and uh, where they played. But he's 15-22. and 22. That's not exactly 15-22 and 22 versus 15-21. and 21. There you go. Not a lot of difference between the two record-wise, and Arizona is the worst team in theory, so Baymelke is actually outperforming. His save percentage is your clue there at 0.904. So he does have three shutouts as well. So there's an answer there for a guy that's uh, in goal for Arizona. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into a ton of it. You look at recent form. Calgary's lost six of ten, so they're not they're not up to standard, up to snuff right now. And I say they have to win. It is a must win for them if they want to get to the playoffs. You got to beat a team like Arizona, but must wins don't equal wins. And again, with Calgary, they'll go ahead and lose to Arizona, then they'll turn around and beat you know Colorado or Carolina or something. It's ridiculous how they. I I, I just don't want to back them. Uh, and of course. You can't be afraid of betting on someone that's burned you before. If it's logical, it's logical. Well, it's not logical today. So I wouldn't put them in a parlay. I don't want to bet on them. So what was I doing? I was looking very strong at Arizona. Money line. Saw it at plus 185 earlier today. Finalized the college basketball picks, and now it's up to plus 195. So the money's moving against what I like, and I like Arizona here. That's a negative for the most part. Now it is true that favorites get the money, and there are people out there betting Dallas and Calgary in a money line because it's you know the Winnipeg New New York Islanders game is a little iffy. It's pretty much evenly matched, very evenly matched. As a matter of fact, I have a 3.07 Winnipeg to 3.02 New York Islanders, so I'm just going to pass completely on that. There's no value to be had there. And a lot of people are in the same boat, so they're they're trying to figure out how to bet these big favorites and. Dallas is an enormous favorite, and Calgary is a big favorite, so they're money line playing and that, it's, I don't think that's safe today. Dallas should win. Uh, Chicago coming off a big upset just yesterday, beating, that was at Vegas, I guess, I think it was, I didn't bet on that game, so it's not in the top of my memory, but they had a big upset uh, victory. Tired legs, again, they played yesterday. Not a, and Dallas home. not a lot of reasons to bet against them, but the value is not there. It's, it's too big of uh, too big of chalk for Dallas to play on Dallas, and you can figure out different ways to play. Yeah, you could think about the money line, but you're you're paying too much for the minus one and a half. Let me get back to what I was talking about though. I don't want to ramble on about things I'm not doing. You know, trying to provide value that might give somebody an idea to bet for or against something in a different game, but. That's what this podcast is about. It's not just giving one pick and signing off. It's about uh, sometimes entertainment and sometimes just information. Mostly it's trying to be, hey, let's get some winning picks out there and, and explain a little bit about the whys involved with it. Otherwise, I could just post it somewhere else. But in any event, so I looked strongly at Arizona plus 195. You could also get them at plus one and a half at minus, minus money. So minus, I think it was minus 150 now, minus might be minus 135. That's starting to become playable. It's starting to become very playable. My general rule of thumb though, is taking plus one and a half, if you're paying juice is as a non-starter for me, because it's too easy to get to two. As a matter of fact, I was looking strongly at this game as being Calgary four, Arizona two. I just, an exact play and that's plus 2,000 by the way you can bet yourself a dozen eggs and win uh, uh, 20 dozen eggs for your profit so that's pretty nice four to three Calgary would be uh, 24 dozen eggs (laughs) you bet of one dozen eggs yeah eggs are kind of expensive nowadays anyway um, I'm gonna pass on both of those but if you're looking if you're an exact score kind of crazy kind of guy or gal i look at Calgary four to two or Calgary four to three, which is why I can't really bet on Arizona plus one and a half straight up paying juice. So then I went to Arizona plus two and a half. How can I get a line at Arizona plus two and a half by mixing in an adjusted over or an adjusted under that made any kind of sense? And unfortunately the line's kind of tight there. You can take under seven and a half, you can take over four and a half, And you're paying just a hair worth of juice but now I'm thinking yeah but I'm getting two and a half I can afford to pay the juice now but now you're also betting an odd number where you're shooting yourself in the foot a little bit you're betting for example uh, Arizona plus two and a half and they lose four to three hey that's great I didn't need the two and a half though okay four to two that's the one I'm playing so then I'm thinking okay how about Arizona plus two and a half and over five and a half that's at plus 155, nice payout, but there's no guarantee this game gets to six. There, just, there just isn't. I've got the game. If I was to pick a total at six, and obviously there can't be a tie, so someone's winning four to two, and though I guess it could be five to one, six to zero, whatever, but you know four to two is most likely. So then I look. Well, what can I do on the other side? Well, the, the only total we have there is seven and a half. And the seven does you absolutely no good, really. With the, well, again, yeah, a four to three loss, but why are you taking the two and a half then? So, if I could get under eight and a half, I would have thought about it. And over three and a half to four would be a lock for me. I would take Arizona plus two and a half and over three and a half. Absolutely. I would love that bet. Way too expensive. So I'm coming down to splitting the bet up. I'm taking Arizona plus one and a half and over four and a half at plus one fifteen. I'm taking Arizona plus one and a half and under seven and a half at plus one fifteen. So as long as Arizona wins or loses by only one, and again, remember, six out of the last ten games went to overtime. You could say that, uh, contrarian speaking, they're starting. They're going to start getting blown out or just winning out, right? Or you could say, well, no, we're going with the trends. If you're going with the trends, then you have to assume this is a one, one goal game. I may have said one run before, but baseball is cranking up. So I'm getting back into that mode. One goal game. Uh, there's no lock here, and that's why I'm not paying any juice on either side. So as long as it's lose by one or win, and the game is five, six, or seven, I'm winning both sides. And you're winning both sides if you bet with me on this. Now, of course, the alternative is it's very low scoring or very high scoring, but guess what? As long as they win or lose by only one, five to four loss, five to four win, two to one win, two to one loss, we're winning one and losing the other, and guess what, since they're both at at plus money, we bank something. Not much, pick up a dozen eggs maybe, (laughs) depending on the size of your bet, but hey, it's something, you don't lose anything if the total goes awry, too high or too low as long as Arizona State, Arizona Arizona keeps it close. So this is by no means a lock because again, I was looking at that four to two Calgary as an exact score, look strongly at Arizona plus two and a half with an over or under mix. If I was to take one or the other, I probably have to lean to the over five and a half versus under seven and a half. I also looked at under six and a half and said, okay, what if you're exactly right? some of the thinking that goes into this. You have to analyze it and see the analysis of it. This didn't even require a lot of math. Some of this was just eyeballing and common sense. Arizona plus 2.5 and and over 5.5 plus 155. Arizona plus 2.5 and and under 6.5. I didn't even write that one down, but it was plus money. So if the game does end up 4-2 to Calgary, you win both sides. But why would we do that? Here's the common sense side of it. If you think it's so, so likely to be 4-2 to two, Calgary, bet the damn exact score at plus 2,000. Why are we messing around with plus 155 and plus, I think it was 145? That would make no sense. So that has to be out. So that was what I said. I don't even have to get to the math of it to determine what the return on investment is. Because if you're that convinced the game's going 4-2, to two, you're just betting the exact score. And by the way, exact score betting is usually misery, so there you have it. Arizona plus one and a half, and then one and a half of the bet over four and a half, one half of it under seven and a half. And obviously, I'm talking about same game parlance as I alluded to earlier. I love that in hockey. I also love it in baseball, which is going to start up fairly soon. Uh, for real games, I should say. Wouldn't probably do that too much in uh, preseason, spring, spring training. But uh, <clears throat> that's it. And again, if you want the basketball, it's over at Patreon and best of luck today.